one go hey everyone welcome back to another episode of what we think um it has been a month since we did our last episode so that's yeah i know it was during ramadan (laughs) i remember that we were wild and but anyways let's give a quick life update and then get into this obviously we wanted there's some current events going on and we definitely felt there was a need to post and now that summer is coming, I think, at least I think, that we're going to really um, get on our regular schedule this time. Yeah, like dive deeper. Yeah, just be consistent. Definitely. We'll do it. Plus, we even, like, we even made a notes folder full of, like, notes about mm-hmm. our podcast. So that just kind of makes it even more, like, legitimate. So I have a good yeah, feeling about this time. I feel like this time is the one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Now that like school's over, all the tests are over. Thank God, yeah. AB testing is over. Mm-hmm. We should actually do an episode. That's a good episode idea. Talking about how horrible yeah. college board is. Definitely. I'm sure many can relate. Anyways, let's get right into it. Um, Indira, do you want to give your life update? Update. Yes. So very quickly, recently I just finished my insanity workout program it's like a two-month workout series like every night except for like sundays but it's like <laughs> yeah this, you need one day off yeah it, it's like a early 2000s like workout series mm-hmm. it's like really cool i also cleaned my room for like the first time and believe months. me when she says clean she <laughs> literally means clean like you could not see the floor of her room okay, it wasn't okay okay <laughs> like but, <laughs> I've also gotten really into, like, decorating my room. I got all these, like, album covers to put on the wall and, like, all these, like, little movie posters. It's going to look and so cute. I'm so excited to I'm see your so room. Excited. But it's, like, so hard to, like, tape them all into the wall. But it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. You know what? That's what sticky tape, double-sided tape is for. So oh, I think you'll be fine. I should look at that. So. Yeah. It's kind of ratchet. <laughs> Dude, your, your room's going to look so much better than mine. Mine is a current work in progress. Speaking of work in progress about my room, I've been doing a ton of DIY lately. So I've taken down like almost all of the decorations in my room because I'm kind of trying to make a art wall. Um, I'm in the process of making my own vanity with like, you know, like the Hollywood lights. I'm really excited about that. I also want to paint my dresser white. So that's going to be an adventure. I think it's going to look really good in my closet. So it's part of an extended um reno or redecoration of my room um i've also started a new thing um madeira you've already know uh, is the time capsule and i encourage everybody at home to make one like we live in we're living in such a crazy time right now um it's a perfect time for you to document everything and it's 2020 it's like a decade like the start mm-hmm. of a decade still so like it's just kind of the perfect time so I've been like I wrote a letter to myself like 30 things that about myself or things that are going on that I want myself to remember um in five years when I'm going to open my time capsule and a bunch a bunch of pictures of everybody I want to remember and things um going on from this year and the past years and it's going to be so exciting to open it I cannot wait anyways (laughs) 
Our goal for this podcast is to make it 20 minutes because we just want this to be something that you can listen to while you're working out or on a jog, you know, um, or trying to fall asleep if we bore you, you know, (laughs) definitely understand that. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into the news. Um, If you have opened your phone at all ever in the past two weeks, you should probably know that there is a lot of movements and protests going around surrounding the Black Lives Matter and racial justice, um, um, just that type of things going on right now. Um, so, Majira, do you want to start us off? Um, yeah, so basically we wanted to just make this whole podcast just about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm, like definitely. throughout like, like the actual like political news and also like the pop culture news that we'll get to later. Um, yeah, so let's start off with, like, defining some of the things that you guys should know when you see posts about Black Lives Matter, trying to, like, mm-hmm. understand why society has been built like this already. Absolutely. Okay. So, first of all, you if the first time you kind of saw about this movement or really did anything about Black Lives Matter um, was when you saw a black square on Instagram. You know, there was like the black square that was Blackout Tuesday and that was kind of showing solidarity and support and allyship to black people in the black community. Um, Hopefully that was not the only time that you took action. So Black Lives Matter was founded a couple years ago. It was like a grassroots civil rights organization dedicated to bringing justice um, and ending systematic racism in this country, the United States specifically. Now, systematic racism, that might be a new term for some of you. So I'm just going to break it down really quick. So Racism, you know, some of you might be going like, well, I'm not racist. So how does, you know, Black Lives Matter, like this whole movement relate to me? Well, um, systematic racism doesn't mean that you're inherently like um, consciously thinking that um, racist thoughts. Systematic racism means like the institutions that our country has. So like, for example, um, our criminal justice system, our laws, our political institutions, our education systems, public school systems, taxing systems, all of that in like has like racist laws built into it. And now you're thinking, how can laws be racist? It just means that, you know, black people are at a severe disadvantage. And so they And because of this, they are not able to progress and they do not have the same opportunities as white people or even other people of color, like, you know, Indian people like me and Mm -hmm. Indira. So that's really important. And like, I were a little confused about this question. Like, why is Black Lives Matter, like the movement, a political stance? Like, it seems like people, like, just like the way that, I'm thinking about it is like how could somebody disagree with yeah. the idea that Black Lives Matter? The only um argument that I'm getting is people some people okay, the first thing that people might think about Black Lives Matter be will be like, oh hey, um what about everyone else? What like, you know, all lives matter. But the reason that we're saying Black Lives Matter and the movement is called Black Lives Matter is to draw attention to the fact that um, black lives 
are being severely hurt, you know, damaged, they're dying, and they're at a severe disadvantage in this country compared to different races that make up the United States. And Billie Eilish so eloquently put it on her Instagram. Um, if your house is not on fire and the house next to you is on fire, do you want the firefighters to come to your house before they go to the house on fire? No. You don't. You want them to go to the house that is on fire because they need help, not you. Are you going to say that firefighters need to go to all houses because all houses are on fire and need firefighters? Well, obviously not. The same thing applies to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, definitely. And you can see, like, support about this movement everywhere, even though there is a pandemic going on. Many, like, health professionals have, have, like stated that this Black Lives Matter movement and protesting is more important than staying at home orders at the moment. Absolutely. Like, Like, absolutely. Like, what you were saying is even in, like, people who are affected by coronavirus, dying from coronavirus, um, infected by coronavirus, that is disproportionately become Black people, brown people, and people of color in general. This is not because you know, they have like health conditions or something. It's just because of how, you know, their neighborhoods are set up, like neighborhoods or how cities are set up, you know, um, normally black people or people of color are live in, you know, uh, places that are at a neighborhoods that are at a slight more disadvantage. That means that they don't have access to recreational facilities to exercise. They don't have um, access to, you know, pharmacies or health care that they can afford. They don't have access to, you know, fresh produce. So ultimately what happens is adding all of that together, they are not in a place where they can be healthy enough to maybe have a better advantage of getting over the coronavirus and black people and people of color disproportionately make up essential workers meaning they can't stay at home and shelter in place Mm -hmm. and like the the reason why they are living in these conditions is not like it's not fully their fault at all Mm -hmm. it's like the way that like america was set up and how they were pushed into these communities and how they were not given the correct like safe enough institutions surrounding it yeah and so that actually that has to do with systematic racism Mm -hmm. and ties in really well with something else that i wanted to talk to you all about which is um something called redlining do you know what redlining is by the way no i don't Okay, so this is actually very interesting, and it kind of explains why different neighborhoods within a city or within a county have, like, drastically different, um, like, conditions. So, like, some of them might be very well-to-do, and some of them may be very run-down. So, redlining, a few decades after the Civil War ended, investors, they drew up maps, so maps of cities and then they section them off into like, quote unquote, the most investable or like the most prime property. Now, obviously, the best property is going to be the people where like the wealthiest people live, you know, prime real estate, that sort of thing. But here's where um, systematic racism comes in and just racism, blatant racism comes in in general. Now, each section of the city was going to be portioned off from like most investable and like best 
uh, in terms of making money to the worst. Now, the worst neighborhoods in their eyes were where most of the black people lived. And that, so they would draw like red lines, thus the term redlining, around that. So um, there was no investment in that area because people are like, this is not an investable um, property. This is not a, an investable real estate. It won't make me any money. So they don't get any investments in that area. They don't get any updates in that area. You know, they don't get better um, infrastructure in that area because, you know, it's not deemed necessary. And these maps that are, that in these maps um, are used for decades, um, even into the 80s and 90s for such, uh, for things such as loans, depending on where you lived, your, um, ability to get a loan could be affected. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And so redlining, it also affects school systems because if places are not invested in, then the housing um, conditions or the real estate value, the property value goes down. And a lot of school systems in the United States and a lot of school districts are funded by property taxes. If you have a, oh. yeah, you know, so this is where it gets interesting. If you have lower, if you're a lower income household and your um, house is cheaper, your property taxes are going to be less than a wealthy house. Now, think about if everyone in your area, because of redlining, has poor houses or like not as well houses, um, your, the amount of property taxes that go towards the schools is going to be less, which means you're going to have not enough funding for the teachers. You're going to have overcrowded schools. You're not going to have extracurriculars provided to some wealthier schools, which provides, you know, there's an unequal distribution um, or balance in the public school system, not even private, public school education that kids are getting depending on where they live. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I didn't know it was like that, like, complex. I know. It's and, and this is just like, I watched a couple of videos, so I'm not even like a full on expert to know. And this is, so redlining is just one example of systematic racism. And hopefully you guys, if you're listening to this, it kind of helps to explain to you that even though racism is not blatant anymore, that does not mean it hasn't been erased from our laws. It is still there. And you can clearly see that in our criminal justice system because- Definitely. The black people in the United States are a minority, but however, they make up a huge portion of people who are incarcerated. That's not normal. And I would actually um, recommend you guys to learn more about this. There is a documentary on Netflix called 13, literally the numbers one and three. Watch that and that um, will explain to you um, the problems with the criminal justice system in the United States. Yeah, definitely. It shows like how black people have been specifically targeted for so long mm -hmm. because of just like the system that we have right now, which is like private prisons, which yeah, yeah. it's just I remember up. we watched it in school together and that mm -hmm. just that was the first time I really opened my eyes and I'm I feel so guilty that I did not really see it as like quote unquote like my fight. Um, until yeah. this happened and then that's when I realized that just because you're not like black people can't do this like on their own like they're already at a disadvantage so especially white people you got y'all got to speak up like just because you're not benefiting 
it might not benefit you, you need to still help because that is what this country was built on, you know, justice. And you can't call yourself an American, in my opinion, if you don't stand up for everybody. Exactly. So, with all of this basic information um, in mind, if you want more information, there are a lot of really helpful YouTube videos. One that'll explain systematic racism a little bit um, in more depth um, is a YouTube video by a channel called ACT TV. And so all you need to put in is like how systematic racism works. And it's like a cartoon. It's the first one that comes up. Then also, if you go to time.com, they have a article on a bunch of ways that you can help and where you can learn. And I really highly encourage you guys to read some of those. And what are some other ways that we can help Mandira? I think advocating for real changes that can come from the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, because at one point, like, protesting isn't going to have as much, like, people, like, we can't It's going to die down. Yeah. Yeah. But what we need to have is, like, laws set in place Mm -hmm. that mean that, like, stuff like this won't continue. Like, racism won't be a part of our, like, communities anymore. Mm -hmm. And, like, laws that we can, we should back up to make this a reality Mm -hmm. is, like, abolishing private prisons, which definitely, because the idea of private prisons is that there's, like, a certain amount, I got my throat, (laughs) there's a certain amount of like people have to get arrested because it's a way that that's how the prisons make money it's really messed up and that means that police try to arrest more people which is kind of weird yeah it's very it's it's complicated and if you watch the documentary that we talked about earlier 13 on netflix it's going to go into a lot more depth because we can definitely not cover this in like a 25 minute podcast definitely and also, um, so if you guys want to, um, voting is so important. It's very key. And we're not talking about big, like, national or state um, legislation. We're talking about local. We're talking about your city. Sometimes it's a couple hundred votes that decide what, what laws pass. That means you have a direct impact on what happens. And if you're a teenager like us and you can't vote yet, Encourage your uh, your elders, you know, the adults in your family, you know, you maybe you have friends who are over 18 or in college. You have to encourage them to vote because ultimately, if they say they care about this movement and you say you care about this movement, then the only way that we can take our protests and make them into actual action is by implementing laws. Mm-hmm. And, and local government is where, like, the police, like... Power comes from. Yeah, where the power comes from is definitely like the local government, which a lot of people overlook. Yeah, so the police is not, yeah, the police is not controlled by the president. The police is not controlled by the state. The police is controlled by your city. So if you talk to your city officials, which is a hell of a lot easier than your state or your Mm -hmm. um, national representatives, you can get a ton done. Definitely. All right, y'all, I think that is a wrap on the news segment, just talking a little bit about um, the Black Lives Matter movement in general. I know we really didn't touch on what started, uh, what restarted all of this passion 
um, in this movement, which was obviously the unfortunate death of George Floyd, who was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer. And there were three other police officers who were bystanders or even helping um, the, this officer pin George Floyd was a black man. He he went into a grocery store and he was the cops were called on him because they thought he was presenting a fraudulent like a um, counterfeit money. Uh-huh. And because of that, they killed him by putting a knee to his neck and basically suffocating him. He had no other health implications. That means that he was murdered and killed solely by the fact that this officer thought it was necessary to kill someone, even though after they were like relenting and they were cooperating with police officers, which is a huge problem, police brutality. Anyways, um, quick summary of what that is. And now we're going to jump to our next segment. I know this part was a little bit heavy for everybody and you know one of the things that we wanted to do when we started this podcast is have like one heavy thing or one serious thing and one kind of sillier thing but since Black Lives Matter is such an important um, movement and requires all of our attention we're still going to have fun things in this episode but they're still going to be relating to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. But before we get into the pop culture, um, Sarah and I thought of, like, a new segment that we wanted to have in all of our podcasts, which is, like, a top five idea. So it's basically where we have a wheel that has a ton of different topics, and then, like, in 50 seconds, we have to name our top five of that topic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a very different vibe that's happening right now. Yeah, it's but... a little bit different, but um, if you got a little bit you know, if y'all felt a little bit sad or, you know, anxious about what's going on, hopefully this brightens up your day because, you know, you need to be strong during these times. Anyways, let's see what our top five for today is. Ooh, okay. Our top five for today is drinks. What are your drinks? Top, yeah, I know. You have 50 seconds. What are your top five drinks to drink? Ready, set, go. Um, iced coffee, uh, apple juice, like specific coffees, like iced caramel macchiato. Um, oh, does a McFlurry count? Those are really good. I don't think <gasps> oh that's a drink. Oh, my God. Smoothies. I love smoothies. You're smoothies digging? are so good. Dude, like smoothies? any type of berry smoothie. Um, like banana like sorry showed me a really cool like oh my protein god shake to make i think is that fun yes yes okay no protein it definitely counts it's like a soft serve ice cream that you can make using like there's no sugar involved you just need vanilla protein powder milk frozen bananas and ice and your time is up <laughs> i am sorry okay did i get to five uh, yeah i think so yeah all right, my turn. My top five favorite drinks. So there's something in, um, like, it's like a desi, which is like a Pakistani Indian type of drink uh, slash dessert called faluda, which is really good. So there's like a sweetened rose syrup in it and milk, and then you add like a bunch of things. Think about bubble tea, but Indian, and it has ice cream in it. That is faluda. Okay, one. Um, second, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I absolutely love like mochas. I love hot chocolate. Okay, that's three. Um slushies oh my god are to oh die god. for they're so good and i gotta say um 
smoothies, fruit smoothies, any type of smoothies um, that don't include anything green in it are my favorites and my 50 seconds is up now. I think that was five. That Woo! was good. That really reminded me of stuff. I definitely miss like slushies. Yeah, oh, oh yes. my god, I love slushies. That was fun. Okay, that was a nice pick-me-up. And now we're going back into our pop culture segment. Yeah, okay. So let's talk a little bit about pop culture directly with the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Um. So if you haven't seen, there's a bit of like a calling out thing that's happening, like on Twitter especially. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yes. Um, Yes. <laughs> if you remember Sky Jackson, I think she's most notably known for playing Zuri on Jesse. Mm-hmm. She's like all grown up now. And she has this whole thing on Twitter where she finds people who posted something racist or like has a video of someone saying something racist and then she'll like cancel them. So she'll like call them um, out. Yeah. She'll like tweet their college and stuff and see if she can get where them they live. Yeah. And she'll, like, yeah. try to find, like, where they live, you know, their Instagram, so people can just troll mm-hmm. them. Didn't she, like, at some point, she changed her Twitter handle, her username, <laughs> to, like, queen of exposing racists or something? Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. it's horrible, the things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a problem with, like, immediately canceling someone yeah. rather than, like, educating them. You know? Like, I feel like... Yeah. Getting I mean, kicked out of college for, like, saying, yeah. like, what they said was, like, not okay at all. But, like, maybe, like, teaching them why it was wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, like, I, I feel like what she did yeah. is, because I remember looking at a couple of her tweets, and she includes, like, screenshots of, like, her DMs mm-hmm. when she DMs the person. So she always goes and she's like, bro, do you know what you said was wrong? And then usually what happens is the people that retaliate, she, like, exposes oh. them. Okay. Okay. So that's what I think is happening because, you know, you got to give people a second chance, even if they're kind of crazy. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this involves, like, really big colleges, too. Like, there's, like, Yale. There's, what? Like, someone from Yale, she, like, <laughs> she tweeted Yale, and they, like, tweeted her back. And then, like, LSU, is that, like, Louisiana State University? Like, so. a lot of colleges. And it's not only Sky Jackson, it's, like all over tiktok stuff like this is happening and like if you go to their instagram so the people tag in these tiktoks all the comments are just like so bad but yeah it's definitely like yeah so cancel culture is really real and there's also so kind of related to this but not i really wanted to really uh, quickly talk about you know shaming people because they're not posting on instagram about the black lives matter matter movement that's not okay because just because they're not posting on their social medias, like be Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc., um, doesn't mean they're not doing anything. A lot of people I know that are not putting anything on their Instagram, but they're having those tough conversations at home, talking to people mm-hmm. who might have racist ideologies, and they're like, hey, this is not okay. They're going to protests. They're organizing they're organizing protests or donating money. There's so many things to do rather than just putting stuff on your Instagram story or tweeting about it. Because in the end, yes, those have an impact, but things that have a bigger impact is you reflecting and doing, taking direct action rather than just 
sending something and reposting it or retweeting it or putting it up on your story because I'm telling you I know people who put things on their stories or they're like tweeting things but their actions do not reflect that so I'm not saying that people who are presenting racist ideologies like it's not okay to shame them I'm not saying that I'm saying people who aren't saying anything on social media should not be shamed. But if you're a bystander, like complete bystander, then you're an oppressor still. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like that made me like very, like um, like anxious actually. Like wh- when I saw all these people like posting stuff, like um, everyone who's just posting a black square and nothing on their story is, what is that term? They're Where, like, like a, they're just, they're here for the trend. They're taking this yeah. as a trend. And I felt, like, caught out because, like, I, I, like, personally don't post a lot of my story. Like, I'll post something if I feel like it's something that a lot of my followers haven't seen before, like, no information. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want to repost something that, like... It's on like, everybody's stories. Seen, I get you know? that. But, like, I was going to protest. I was signing tons of petitions. I was emailing my, like, my representatives. But, like, nobody saw that. And then every time I was, like, on people's stories and they were, like... Anyone who's not posting on their story is contributing to the problem. I was like, oh, no. I felt so bad. Yeah, so (laughs) that kind of shaming, that needs to stop. Yeah, definitely. But there's also, like, the other side of that is with, like, big creators. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Where, like, creators, they're taking, like, a break from social media, like, specifically during the time of this, like, movement, which is... So their logic, like, what's their logic when they do that, actually? What is it? It's, like, they don't want to lose followers because they're supporting a movement that's, like, I guess it's somewhat political, you know? Okay, that's confusing to me because Mm -hmm. some people, because... Some, so some influencers, I've heard them say that we're not posting anything because we want to, we don't want to like crowd your feed and um, we want black influencers to have a chance to talk and whatever. But if you have a huge following and you're an influencer, please speak up. You have a yeah. voice. People will listen to you. And honestly, if you're saying your followers are more important and if you truly you know, especially if your campaign or, you know, your whole brand or aesthetic is built around like, you know, equality, you know, freedom, happiness, you know, peace, you know, you love people, you're like a diverse, quote unquote, diverse person, whatever the hell that means. And you choose to be silent. That's hypocritical. That's really hypocritical. Yeah, they have to instead of like being afraid of like followers being mad at them, like, use it as an opportunity like there's sometimes like millions of people who are like watching this person and like if you're not speaking up or if you're not educating them that's definitely like a waste of resources and honestly in the end ultimately you have a voice that can inflict change and if people unfollow like people unfollowing you that's that's inevitable but you're better off without them honestly Uh yeah yeah (sighs) anyways this was a heavy episode we definitely passed our 20 minute uh (laughs) limit but hopefully you guys if you stuck around all the way to the end 
please make sh I'm so, so grateful for you guys. Um, once again, um, DM us at what we think podcast. Um, if you have any ideas for future episodes, if you have any questions, um, and definitely on our post on our stories, we're going to be posting some links and some people that you can go follow to figure, get more information on what, uh, how you can help. Yeah. And currently we're trying to make sure we're posting a lot more on Instagram. We have a lot of ideas to like get news out there more often, mm -hmm. um, like through our social media. So keep watching for that yeah we're gonna have some like pop culture news updates news news updates we're gonna have fashion updates diy updates just a little bit of everything for everybody and hopefully um you get some good ideas and you stay informed so everybody still stay safe um stay healthy um and support the cost because ultimately justice is everything bye guys bye